0: Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we're as jolly as a purportedly sexy mall Santa as we talk about our favorite TV show, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're on the 36th episode in the series, Twas the Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: (laughs) Yes, purportedly sexy. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm going to agree to disagree there, but it's fine.
1: Um I I do I do enjoy how we actually do get to see Blanche scamper in with a dude. You know, this is kind of the first time where it's basically like hoo hoo tee hee like my roommates aren't home let's bang. Um as odd as it is to be as uh, sexually attracted to Santa Claus.
0: Yeah, I wrote that too because as of up until this point, I don't think we've seen Blanche actually with a man except for like maybe super briefly at the banquet. Um, but this is the first time you know, she obviously talks a big game about all of these guys that she's dating, but it's the first time we really see her. So, with with a date, so it's like, like a her. casual date, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Not somebody she's gonna marry since she's done that. Oh, stuff right, I guess, yeah, that's true. We've had she's had serious <laughs> boyfriends that she's yeah. been dating for a month. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But we, um, you know, we we've seen Rose do the sneak in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really interesting to have Blanche like scamper in. Um, although there is a little turn, which is interesting, where basically, you know, Dorothy says that he's married. Um, mm-hmm. which I'm like, wait, what? Not, uh, not, not, not to Blanche. mention Mrs. Kleckner. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I was like, man, Blanche, that's a little, it's a little rough. Tough Holly,
0: tough Holly. Yeah. Well, so I think it's also. Blanche sneaking in is obviously different than Rose sneaking in for a bunch of different reasons, but I was wondering, like, is she embarrassed by her Santa? Like, does she recognize that it's a little bit of a weird kink? Like, does she? (laughs)
1: i think it's funny because i actually had that same thought of like why is she acting so weird like my roommates aren't home the coast is clear but i i just think it was i I, at least i choose to believe that it was from more of like a respectful thing like she was about to have some loud sex and it was sort of just like oh okay this is better and like we can actually then run into the living room and bang on the couch instead Mm -hmm. of my roommates you know being around (laughs) which of course they try Right, exactly. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's how I chose to uh to decipher that line. But uh, but yeah, but anyway, it's, you know, it's already, this episode is weird for me. Um, I think... Uh, it's really weird. There's like seven different plot lines. <laughs> I know, it's like a twist and turn. But also, like, none of them are particularly nightmarish. Um, but... I would say, like, obviously being held at gunpoint is, but they act so fucking casual about it. It's like the the part that is actually supposed to be this, like, really heavy scenario. One, to your point, is like, plot A of, like, 17, you know. (laughs) But also two, they're sort of just like, meh. We'll we'll get to that part, too. But the the most bizarre part, it starts for me, um, beyond the fact that Blanche has a sexual attraction to just Santa Claus in general, (laughs) um, is, like, Rose being so like, adamant about Christmas and, like, just, like, what it means and that she just, like, gets really intense about it, but then also drops it immediately. Like, it's just for that first scene where she says, Tough Holly," like, you get back to the, <laughs> the mom, mister, and you're just like, okay, okay. It was, like, a little rose-ish, but not quite striking the right chord for me.
0: Yeah, I see that. I mean, it does make sense that she would want to preserve the sanctity of Santa Claus, but
1: it, it does really fall off.
0: And, okay, so there's so many weird things. Like, first of all, I feel like <laughs> usually in a sitcom there almost always is an armed robbery slash hostage uh episode which is already weird but like there's so one, many like,
1: hostage episodes in this series so
0: many but this one like flirts with it but doesn't really commit to it it's like yeah oh yeah also we were held at gunpoint. like nbd just gonna go for christmas anyway like bye <laughs> okay um and then also like there's so many weird things in the counseling center so first of all there's not a room you go to to receive your counseling session it's just like like right there
1: (laughs) it's like a bank like when you're opening an account you just sit right there also rose always always calls the people she counsels some in this entire like counseling sort of career that she has throughout the series she has some sort of mention of calling them like gloomy gusses like that is so (laughs) not professional And yeah so, i mean we already talked about how it's not professional to have people in your home that you're counseling personally privately but also she's like oh gloomy gusses you're like dude that's not yeah cool. you're... um and i also feel like you know the the match guy is pretty funny the guy who is you know the uh the pathological liar is also pretty funny but it's it's funny to me because much like isaac q newton last episode i feel like they're also like trying out new side characters Mm -hmm. you know and just like gearing up for the big emptiness spinoff I guess it's really it's a very very strange scenario um and that whole I mean going deep into the whole you know counseling one where uh you know he was one of the principal backers of Howard the Duck (laughs) It's, it's such a perfectly dated line for like a bomb of a movie and it's amazing but uh the the, and the other odd part is like the, you know, the, of course the guy that comes in holds them up at gunpoint. He's like flailing this gun around and the premise is even weird. Like I'm holding you up to be my friends, but I bought, brought presents. And I don't know. It, it's just, every time I see, I see it, I'm like, this was the writing for this? <laughs>
0: yeah. That part, the whole, that whole storyline, I guess you could call it is really bizarre. Um, and it's, it's especially out of place, I think, because there's another, there's like several different, hurdles and and lines that come in and so basically i don't know if it's i think it's before any of this actually dorothy's complaining about how commercial christmas has gotten and is very like charlie brown and her assessment of it (laughs) um and then rose is like oh you know we should do what we do back home and dorothy has the funny um retort she's like i will not drink eggnog while wearing a cast iron brassiere and rose is like well we don't do that at christmas we do that at easter you know it's like a <laughs> yeah. really funny but then they decide to exchange gifts they made for each other which is
1: oh yeah really
0: wow. fun and sets that up for like a very very a whole funny scene um but i think it's also very true to life with like roommates or like you know if you did like a secret santa or something there's always like some sort of rules so nobody's giving you pearl earrings and somebody's giving you, you know, like, a potholder. Like, you have to set some rules of, like, yeah. what the level of gifts will be.
1: I I love that they, um, you know, they decide that they're not going to have all this money, you know, and spend all this money <laughs> taking back all the gifts. But I really love uh Sophia you know who's always all about the cash right she's always all about the money and they're sitting there and they're like exchanging all these ridiculous things and Rose whittled you know something (laughs) and and Sophia is in the shape of a turkey's head (laughs) yeah exactly next time I'm lost in the woods you know uh, with a (laughs) stack of pancakes um Sophia is sitting there smirking she goes you know what she took back (laughs) those earrings you love I just love the smirk like she's just like told you it was a shitty idea to do these homemade gifts but um but to your point (laughs) to your point this this is actually this episode seems to be very popular um with sort of casual viewers and actually i think it's pretty popular with the golden girls live drag show Um, and i think the reason is because of this pivotal scene which is the men of blanche's boudoir like that that prop is amazing and it's really it's such a funny idea it's perfect for the character like it really hits home here in this otherwise like episode of a thousand tales (laughs) that we have here (laughs) and what's funny is that the the staff, like the men of the Golden Girls staff, essentially, like the stagehands and things, they all got together secretly, all the dudes, and they took their own kind of like smut photos for it. Like one guy wearing like a saddle and another guy being on his back and like with whips <laughs> and like little bikini bottoms and things. So when they were rehearsing this scene, they actually put those photos in the calendar. And apparently, like, they just laughed for like an hour like it was yeah oh my god what a good joke I know it's such a fun joke and it's like that was a perfect surprise for all three of them and I think you know Betty White opens it first and she like tried to keep a straight face because she's such a great actress and then like they just lost it like I think B. Arthur laughed for five minutes straight about like one photo (laughs) so it was just like so satisfying there's a great photo actually in the Jim Colucci book and I'm sure online somewhere um of them you know just in regular gear in their regular clothes like having a rehearsal and just dying over this book
0: it is it is so funny and also like a good good work to the crew members because how often are there opportunities to actually you know be funny make the girls laugh and in real life and so I feel like what a what a really um it, it honestly adds to how much I love the show that there was this level of camaraderie and like exactly humor that was throughout
1: the set exactly and yeah and that they they loved having fun you know and also it's just like that tidbit's great but even just that scene and this book is just you know i'm surprised you were able to walk in october Um, yeah oh my god what a lie! it's it's amazing she goes whoa (laughs) september (laughs) exactly exactly yep so um, all right. So we transition away from that amazing storyline um, and hilariously, like they're all flying on Christmas Eve, I guess, cheaper mm-hmm. tickets. I'm not really sure. They're like all having like Christmas is basically over and they're like, oh, we're going to be with our families. They're like, okay, guys, you want to go earlier? Like you guys aren't yeah. doing anything. But, well, um,
0: I love, so two things, while in the living room also, I love so much when they it's the scene, I think I talked about it in a different episode where they're all sitting on the couch and Rose is like, starts to or i think they're all going to bed and sophia's like oh i'm gonna stay and look, look at, the, at tree the tree for a little while and then they come back and they sit and rose you know one by one they're like yeah i'll stay too when rose starts to sing and at first they're a little i think shocked but they're they kind of go with it they're like all right and she gets like one line in, she's like did i ever tell you about it's like an all <laughs> chicken production of the Christmas Carol or something and then immediately like, All right, I gotta so go. I, go. Yeah, so I gotta it's
1: go. No, they actually um it's a very Rose thing to start singing first like that, but they all actually, or not all, but um, Dorothy and Blanche all take a breath in. Like they're going to start joining her. And that's when she stops, which I think is great. Like, they're just like, oh, okay. You know, like we'll join in. It's kind of hokey, but okay. And then, you know, Rose just ruins it. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah. So, so I just wanted to put that in there before we talk about going home to their families. Oh yeah. Um, But I love, I, you know, this episode is, wild it, it doesn't make any sense but it does hearken back to the fact that blanche's main relationship is with the girls is with her friends and yes. it's i think it's sometimes a really weird dynamic when you have a close friendship and you know one of the members of the group is really close with their families or something like that mm-hmm. and and it's a weird level of um investment kind of and and, and you know like blanche it's fine to go home for Christmas, but she doesn't seem super thrilled. And it's just it's nice to see a character, especially a character again, who's an older woman who is almost always rooted in a family, have the refuge from her birth family be these women. And yeah. and she prefers to be with them, you know, and I feel like it's um it's just so refreshing and I think so relatable,
1: but never portrayed. So I I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. And the thing I, the thing that stands out most positively about this episode for me is the end scene where the diner owner is basically like, (laughs) I thought you guys were family. And it's that idea of the chosen family again, right? This is Blanche's chosen family. This is all of their chosen family. And I think Rose says it. And, you know, she's like, we're actually sitting here being ridiculous and complaining that we've missed our flights and that we can't be real families, but we are with family, like get over it. This guy can't even do it. Cause he's got to work. And then, then it takes off in a weird other direction where they're like, don't worry. We'll watch it and steal your chocolate syrup. Like it, it just makes no sense. But that one brief moment <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where they have the chosen family line, I think that's very realistic. There's a lot of, scenarios in our you know especially for you and me like our privileged lives where we're complaining and then we're like what the fuck are we doing like we actually have a lot right now and so much more than a lot of other people get so i really i like that realization um and you're right it's actually most important for blanche i think than anybody
0: yeah and and i think that um the Christmas piece is used well here. Like, it's yeah. it's not, you know, I feel like every... And there are other holiday episodes of this show, too, but every every sitcom, every show has, like, a, a Christmas episode or, like, holiday episode. And often, I think it's so... Which is maybe why they inserted six different storylines here like that so often it's just that it's christmas so the episode is like you know there will be some funny conversations but there's no real plot line and in this one i feel like there's you know too many um (laughs) but i also think it makes sense that rose would have to work christmas eve is maybe a little whatever but christmas is a tough time for a lot of people and you know especially if you're a budding arsonist i assume like you want to see your (laughs) counselor or something like that so i feel like you know, we kind of ragged on this episode, um, the writing of this episode a little bit, and which I think is warranted. but it does, I am impressed by the effort to not just build a story around a
1: calendar holiday. That is true. That is very true. And I it's it's honestly, like you could see it as this really great brainstorming session for like all of the things that happen around Christmas time um and that's how they they're like oh well why don't we just go from like beat to beat to beat to beat because these are all sort of tangentially related you know what i mean and even even the idea of the relatability of missing your flight um or which (laughs) or flight canceled which by the way they really (laughs) spruced up the airport since lily was you know coming back from chicago yeah um you know season two man flush with money i love it um but i think i think that to your point it's it actually we bragged on it a lot and some of it's warranted but they're it still does leave me with a good feeling and mm-hmm. it's not like i i loathe this episode i don't loathe any episodes of the show and that's how good it is even when you could have like a sort of like what is the premise like as soon as the guy comes out with the you know the flailing gun i'm like what is going on <laughs> i'm very confused here but i still like it you know i still watch this one it's not like i turned it off it's just kind of a, a wacky a wacky scenario to sort of plow through yeah the scenarios are bizarre, but the characters are very much themselves,
0: which I feel like does lend itself and and maybe is why no episode is really a bad episode mm-hmm. um you know when Sophia comes out of the car and she's like what am i a dachshund like it's so good she
1: she saves that entire wacky scene by the she way does. like she really does like the what am i a dachshund and then the immediately grabbing the gun like you can't tell the difference between a toy and a real piece you call yourself italian <laughs> like she, she's the same the only part i don't actually like with Sophia is when she yells at the hara um or the hara guy uh at the airport i think that's oh, just my a, God,
0: right? it's a little rough It's really rough. I forgot about that. That is so bizarre. And she's like, you know, I I assume it's just a manifestation of how frustrated she is about her Christmas Eve. That is include being. Her, her daughter thinking she was held up at gunpoint and now missing her flight but she <laughs> yells at him to get on his knees and bug beg his mother's forgiveness which is like way harsh yeah
1: it's it's really out of sorts and it's kind of like when you see like an old person just be like crazy offensive and nowhere in frustration you're like was this all below the surface Jesus yeah Christ <laughs> oh my god but even when she's like, you know, they're, they're talking about the, like, Merry Christmas, oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, what the hell is this, the Waltons? <laughs> Love that, because I there
0: is, you know, there's so many times, I, It less so in real life, I suppose, than on TV, but there are times in real life where it's like, alright, this is like too much, <laughs> it's so hokey, nobody's really invested here, like, I don't need to say goodnight to every single person that's, you know, like, it's fine.
1: <laughs> that's very you too don't yeah I don't need all that I don't need this another Um, line I never heard before or at least never registered before is when that when it is snowing um Sophia goes it's kind of light and wimpy but it is snow which I think is uh pretty funny like it's a pretty funny um like line to say and was something that somebody who was used to snow would say about Florida snow
0: you know and I think that that again saves that scene a little bit in terms of being believable because it's like, okay, Miami's. I'm already a little suspect that Miami's having such bad weather that your flight, no flight
1: can leave.
0: I, okay. So, I don't know though. I sh- feel I mean, like, hurricanes, sure,
1: but like a right, snowstorm. But, but I feel like here's the thing I used to live in Portland, Oregon. They never get snow, but when they do get snow, even if it's light and wimpy, the entire city shuts down because it is not prepared for it. So there's no... It's the same thing that happened in Atlanta like a few years back. Yeah, people where left like, their
0: cars on the road. There's like three inches of fucking snow.
1: But that's the thing, but they don't have the infrastructure to deal with it. So I actually do believe that just tiny, like, wimpy snow, everybody in Florida will be like, what the fuck? Like, they yeah. have no idea how to deal with it.
0: <laughs> All right, I'll 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 buy that. But I think that, I guess, Sophie is saying that it's like wimpy snow, but it is yeah. snow. It It does save... The idea that there would be a snow in Miami for me, um, in terms of like you know, like I'm sure it has snowed in Miami in the past, but like exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> and, then, and they they <laughs> play the Beach Boys song, which is very cute. That one's really great. Whoops, hit the wrong button. Surf and Safari. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Um, they should have played Little Saint Nick. I guess that's what she was aiming for, but then she hit Surf and Safari. But right, you know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But yeah, um, it's um, I mean, this you know. This episode, it's it's cute. Like I said, at the end, it gets saved. And it's just, uh, you know, it's just the writers flexing their chops.
0: Yeah. But you know what? They missed an opportunity is, like, they saw Isaac Q. Newton in the last one. They were like, that guy should be on a spinoff. But the diner owner is so good. And he's yes. a really nice side character because he serves a purpose, obviously, to, like, bring them to this realization. But he's just, like, a really nice man. And he's not one note. Like, one of them yes. tries to order something and he's like, Hello, this is the diner. Like, yeah, exactly.
1: no. yeah. Like he's She's great. Like, I want a cinnamon stick and some hot spice cider yeah. or something. It's and like, he's like, "How about coffee?" Yeah, like, get out of here. <laughs> no, exactly. He's one of those um, that, like, the, we've talked about this again. Like the little characters that sort of pop up for just a single scene, a single episode that are actually like, it's a, it's intense to almost steal the show from the, the four girls, right? Yeah. So you have to be really good and it's kind of impressive that uh, he holds his own. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him again, unfortunately, but we don't. Not in this. Not in this, you know. But also, like, he's going to be back in less than an hour? Dude, like, take your time. I know. Just, I was... This lady's got nothing to do.
0: <laughs> Where do you live? Do you live like, above this? Like, are yeah, are going?
1: <laughs> exactly. Why, didn't, why isn't your family down here with you? <laughs> There's a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> oh man all right you got anything else for this no one? i think we covered it all uh, i think the only thing we didn't cover was another great uh line which is very uh memeable which is i could get herpes listening to this story <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> it's amazing all right well next time we're gonna um discuss decades-long misremembered feuds and traveling abroad without any luggage <laughs> bye